Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agents of Mace. And today, it's that season, the holiday season. And with the holiday season comes the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. This is our second of these, like, what are they, special presentations? Um, Yeah, I think that's what they call them. Which is fun that they're doing this. It's weird that they're not just, like... It's just like a little, th- I guess, I don't know. I guess they would, I, don't, I wouldn't know what to call it. A short film, maybe. An appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's fun that they're doing these, uh, just sort of like mini movies, but not series. Um, I hope they continue to do these more often. Um, even if they want to do like one for every holiday, that'd be cool. But I know also that's a crazy amount of stuff to do, so... <laughs> Hey, they got uh, they got all the world's money. They've got all the world's best people to be in these things. They can do it. They can just yeah. have a full year of holiday specials. Exactly. And if they don't have time, animate it. And then you don't even have to worry about the same people being in it. Um, sure. So I guess we'll start with uh, first thoughts. And uh, I'll let you go first, Elisa. Okay. Well... My first thoughts are extremely inarticulate because I was having so much fun watching this that I did not take a single solitary note. (laughs) That's basically my first reaction. This was just a whole lot of fun and it had sweet moments and it had some fun Christmas bangers and just there was a whole lot going on and all of it was good. So that is my first reaction. Uh, Apologies. If my voice sounds off, I'm getting over the flu. But I uh, did have a chance to check out the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special uh, quite a few times uh, while being sick. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun watch. It's a great little special to kick off the uh, holiday season. Um, so let's just get into some of my initial thoughts on it. Um, so like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, it definitely set some interesting tones going forward as we're getting closer to the third and probably final uh, Guardians of the Galaxy film coming from James Gunn. Uh, Within this, uh, 
uh, it's really focused around um, uh, Peter being sad about Christmas time. We get this really nice little animation that gives some backstory to when he was younger, um, being on the spacecraft with the crew and their their viewpoints on Christmas and wanting to learn more about it versus not liking it. And then we have basically a little mission with Drax and Mantis to uh, try to do something nice for uh, Peter, which is essentially give him a Christmas gift. And instead of a gift, they decide to give him a person, which is Kevin Bacon. Um, and so we get to see their journey back to Earth um, to basically human traffic Kevin Bacon to outer space as a gift. And um, a lot of laughs. I mean, this this special does a great job of just doing everything right to just keep a grin on your face and keep you intrigued throughout. Um, I, you know, the there's not much else to really say about this episode. It's, it's pretty straightforward. I have to agree. Uh, all around exciting, all around fun, nothing serious, nothing universe changing. It's just a holiday special for holiday special sake, other than characters that we know. And I guess like one thing that you could look at is like, a, Ooh, are they setting something up? but I don't think they're setting it up. It was just a way to get the character in. Um, but super fun, super exciting. It's always fun to see. Well, it's always fun to see, I guess, realistically Eternals maybe was the first time that they did something like this, where they've referenced a lot more of like earth and like what's going on with earth by having, you know, the, the one eternal was an actor and like, that's what he did. He acted in all these movies and had to keep pretending like he was his son or his nephew. <laughs> and so it's like, Oh, okay. That's, it's fun to like pull those things in. Then we kind of, well, we definitely got that at the end of she Hulk. Um, if you haven't watched she Hulk, then go watch she Hulk and then listen to our episodes on she Hulk. But <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, we did get a glimpse of what's going on with Earth, with our Earth, I, I guess, where uh, there is a robot named Kevin who is pumping out these Marvel movies um, <laughs> for all of us to enjoy. So it, it's fun to see that stuff. And then we get it again in this. Um, they go to Earth to kidnap Kevin Bacon. Or abduct Kevin Bacon, I guess is a nicer term. Um, so it's it's always fun to see them come to Earth to see like what's going on with like all of us here on Earth. I, I for some reason I like I really enjoy see like them going to Grom's theater and seeing all of the like character performers like portraying <laughs> the Avengers to take photos with people. Yeah, that was really cute. Especially when Romantis freaked out because she thought that she saw uh, Steve Rogers and just like <laughs> ran and jumped on him. And even it after he ran away, funny. didn't notice that it wasn't really <laughs> Steve Rogers. It also served to emphasize how teeny tiny Mantis is. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this does that. 
and makes Drax look even bigger. Yes. Um. <laughs> They're such a fun duo for so many reasons, but that's one of them is that they embody the tall and small. <laughs> By the end of the second Guardians movie, all I wanted to see was something with Mantis, Drax, and Groot. Like, I thought that that would be the perfect trio to, like, have to go on side adventures. So we got two out of the three. Groot does help them a little bit. Um, But I think I didn't know what to expect going into this, I guess. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be real cheesy. I was a little taken aback when it started and it was, um, I don't. It's like rotoscoped animation. It's like, I remember the old Lord of the Rings animated movies where it's like, or, or heavy metal. It's where they, they film people doing something and then somebody goes over that film and traces each frame of people. Yeah. So it makes this weird uncanny valley-esque animation style. Right, but what was what was my favorite part about it is that that was such a fun homage to the Star Wars holiday special because mm-hmm. that was the cartoon with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the same stuff. <laughs> Yay, look yeah. at it. Yeah. That thing is rough too, by the way. Just any of our listeners, if you have not <laughs> looked that up on YouTube, I think you might not want to. <laughs> I want to say the, the Star Wars holiday special is on Disney+. Plus. Is it? I think I thought that it they is. didn't want anyone to ever see it as long as they live. I mean, I think that was the original plan, but then it became this like pop culture icon. And mm-hmm. I believe that it's on there. I will have to double check, but I think that it is on there. Uh, okay. And if it's not, they should put it on there for Christmas. I mean, why not? Um, and if it's not, it is on YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes. In all of its glory. Um so I guess to like jump to the beginning, we got our special presentation open, but this time all of the comic book pages that we flip past have to do with Santa showing up in the Marvel <laughs> universe, which I thought was funny. Um, didn't know he showed up that many times. Guess He's he did. practically an Avenger at this point. <laughs> yeah, may as well. Um, the character that I was mentioning that we get introduced to in this uh special presentation that is like sort of setting stuff up but also not really and sort of the fact that they alluded to that the guardians have purchased nowhere from the collector um, because nowhere is kind of like the base for the guardians of the galaxy in the comics so now they own nowhere now it's the base of the guardians of the galaxy and who shows up but cosmo the cosmonaut dog (laughs) with psychic abilities and can talk. Um, We still get a Russian version of Cosmo, uh, but it's female, which is exciting because I I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that the comics ever really specify, but in every, every, um, voice i guess that they've ever given cosmo has been male but then i know like in the most recent guardians of the galaxy game cosmo has a bunch of puppies so it makes sense that cosmo's female yeah so i thought that was cool i was like oh this is neat i like this (laughs) it's super cute anytime you can have puppy content it's a plus (laughs) 
And like I don't know anything about uh, about Cosmo from the comic books, but I do know that the actual first uh, Russian cosmonaut dog was a girl, and her name was Laika. Maybe where they got, maybe where they pulled this. I I know that in in the comics, the only thing that I know about Cosmo is that Cosmo helps the Guardians occasionally, and that really doesn't like Rocket. Rocket and Cosmo do not get along. Um, That's understandable. <laughs> I I feel like we could have gotten a little more interaction with Cosmo, but again, I feel like it was more just like a, hey, look, here's Cosmo. Cosmo exists. Because we really only got like two scenes sort of with Cosmo. Um, we really only get like two scenes that aren't just Mantis and Drax, if we're being true, for real. Yes, yes very true. <laughs> so Which is we what have... We came for, so. It's true. And so like we've got we've got uh Peter uh at the beginning and at the end. Uh we get a few lines from Rocket. We get Groot who is going through his awkward phase right now. We get to see that. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. It feels <laughs> like his his body is too bulky for his head. But then yes. I also remember when I was about 13, the same thing happened to me. So I can't really say anything bad about Groot, you know. <sighs> Getting hit real hard with the adolescent stick. <laughs> yes, the adolescent stick. <laughs> I I feel like Groot in the movies before he's baby Groot was normally proportioned. And then we got baby Groot who like funny got a little big head and little tiny body and arms like, okay, funny. But then when we get like official baby Groot where he's like out of his pot running around, he's normally proportioned. Mm-hmm. Then we get teenage Groot who's like kind of skinny, but for the most part normally proportioned. And now we get like teenage 20s year old Groot and it's like buff jacked he's... huge body and tiny little head. <laughs> no neck whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But again, it's just most of us were kind of weird shaped at one point. And so <laughs> it's okay. He'll be he'll be fine. I'm sure oh, yeah. that in the next movie at the end, he'll come out and he'll be in his, you know, normal Groot glory and be 30 feet tall. And Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get like normal Groot or if we're going to get like cool comic book looking Groot with like all the twigs for hair. I wonder if we're going to, I don't know. I feel like they're they're adjusting how they want Groot to look so we don't get the same one again. But I don't know. Um, from this like beginning scene where we kind of like learn Peter doesn't or they learn that Yandu took Christmas from Peter and want to give Peter Christmas back. Um, we get Peter kind of walking around surveying. I don't really know what's going on. He's like checking lists and moving <laughs> boxes and looking at things. I don't know. It's, I, I guess they own nowhere. So they're moving stuff in. I don't know. That's it. Um, is, is it nowhere like a whole planet? Are they running a planet now? It's like a celestial's head. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how much space is there, but it looked pretty big when we got it's... to see it before. <laughs> It's big enough to have gravity comparable to that of Earth. So yeah. it's got to be pretty big. Yeah. So 
interesting. I don't know what he's doing, but he's busy working. Um, and he runs into my probably new favorite Marvel character just for his name alone. Uh, Bizernik Gatakalakalak. Um, and who, who got two guitar or a guitar, a bass and a drum set with his band. Uh, I believe yesterday is what he says. And he said he wrote a song and they play the song and it's like the best new holiday song ever about Mm. what he thinks Christmas is based on what somebody told him that somebody told them that Yandu said Christmas was. So it's, I mean, it's wrong, (laughs) but it's great. (laughs) But it's great. It's a bop, and it yeah. is on Spotify. I've already added it to a number of Christmas lists. Oh, it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I got to go do that. Um, <laughs> so we definitely get the musical aspect. I thought we were going to get more music throughout the, ser- throughout the special presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we didn't really. I mean, we got some fun songs, but like yeah, as far as didn't... musical performances... Yeah, it was kind of like in any other movie where you got little snippets that go with different mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun to have, uh, and what is, in my opinion, a very underrated Christmas song, uh, Christmas rapping by the waitresses in one of the in one of the scenes. So that was a fun moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, from this from this song, I think my favorite part of the song was Groot dancing. Just because he's like really enjoying it and everyone else is just kind of like, what is this? So I thought that was really funny. Uh, But from here, we kind of get to, I guess, the beginning of the story, which is that Drax and Mantis are going to go to Earth and uh, they're going to take Kevin Bacon. They never really explain. They're just like, we're going to go get him. For Peter, <laughs> it, it becomes increasingly obvious to us that they are not aware that kidnapping is wrong as they're going into it. They think you can just kind of take humans, and it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um. And also, I I can't remember if we knew before this that uh, Mantis and Peter were half siblings. So, I know that's like a thing, like. We like in knew. the comics, but. yeah, we knew, but I think we knew because she says to maybe to Drax, she tells somebody that Ego is her father. But it it's must not be... like a, it's not like a big plot point or a big deal in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does say to Drax in this that he's the only one who knows right. about that, so it had to have been him. I mean, technically, it could have been Gamora, too, because yeah. she's not here anymore. She's not. Uh, or I guess we have weird past Gamora is here now, but we Somewhere. don't know where she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think we did know, but I don't think that they ever, like, outright explained it. It hasn't um, been a deal yet. Yeah, exactly. So they get to Earth. They immediately go to Los Angeles, which I think is funny that they know in the entire Earth to go 
or they go to Hollywood, I guess, to go to Hollywood. But then once they get there, they're like, we don't know where he is. And I was like, well, how did you pinpoint Hollywood? You would, if you had like a supercomputer that could tell you that, surely it could tell you his address. Um, I get that, you know, if they just knew his address, there wouldn't be a story. They just go to his house. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe pause. Of, <laughs> of all the people that are, of all the places that Peter's probably talked to them about, I'm betting Hollywood is pretty high up the list. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they go to Grom's Theater and they see a bunch of people dressed as all the Avengers. And at first they're excited. And then Drax is less excited, but Mantis is more excited. And people just start handing her money (laughs) to take (laughs) photos. And uh, I think my favorite part from this is that they see someone dressed as a GoBot and Drax says he's going to kill him. And Mantis <laughs> explains that GoBots killed Drax's cousin. So GoBots exist in the Marvel Universe <laughs> somewhere. Odd. It certainly sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe there already has been a crossover so that's what they're referencing and i i don't know anything about gobots except for what they are so i don't know maybe maybe that is a marvel thing um but i thought that was funny um then they go to a bar where mantis immediately spends all of the money that she has amassed taking photos and they get drunk which just- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This seems like not a great idea for these two. Uh-uh. Uh, I did sort of forget that Mantis had abilities other than her ability to like make people sleep and uh, feel their emotions. So once they're outside and the lady comes over with the map and it's like, I'll sell it to you for $40. And she's like, give me the map for free. Give me all your money. I was like, Oh, I forgot she could like do stuff. Like, so I thought that was kind of strange and funny, but then the money never came up again. Um, so I don't, maybe she just has a bunch of money now. Somewhere. Yeah, and it's it's yet another case of Mantis and Drax not really understanding crime. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> because that is crime. Uh, then they finally bounce around all over the neighborhood. They go to a, a select few celebrities whose whose faces pop up, and part of me is wondering if this is going to tie into the Marvel universe somehow? Like, are those people going to be characters in the future or were they ever in consideration or did they ever like audition for characters in the Marvel cinematic universe? And so this was like Marvel's way of being like nodding that like, Oh, John Cena, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or were they just like random celebrities? And did Marvel have to like pay them for their license for their face to pop up in the star map? <laughs> I am not sure. I was thinking they might have just picked people with interesting heads to put on the star map. <laughs> but also with the star map, I do have to point this out because this is something that I loved and I was so excited to see it, is that the little avatars that they make of, of Mantis and Drax, those are actually from a, uh, a creator called Mint Mint Doodles. Uh, I follow her on every social media platform and I bought like a couple of her shirts because she makes these really, really cute like fan art Marvel things. Um, and James Gunn picked her specifically to do those avatars because he also was a big fan of her art and <laughs> gave her like a shout out on Twitter and she would just like repost it. She's like, y'all, I'm dying. I'm so excited. That's awesome. So yeah, she she is great. Uh, if you don't already know her stuff, go see her stuff. It's so adorable. <laughs> That's really cool. I really like that they did that. Supporting supporting the fan art. Um, I I think the the map is one of the parts of the movie that like or the special presentation that really made it feel fun in like mm-hmm. a in like an older holiday movie where they always had like a map when the faces would just kind of like ping pong around the map. So I thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, once they finally get to Kevin Bacon's house, uh, of course, he doesn't let them in. I want to know what movie he's watching. I'm sure I could find it up by looking it up. But Wait, I, I, I know what movie he was watching. I just can't remember. I know I recognized it when they showed it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, what? Oh, I want to watch this movie. It was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, that it already sounds like a, a great movie. So, yes. Um, <laughs> It's it's a lot of fun. I think that we saw the uh, the Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater three thousand version of it because it's a it's a weird one. 
Um, I did actually just see, oh, that's funny. It was the next thing on the list. I pulled up a list of like things to look for and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other thing is Suicide Squad cameos that we get in this because James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy and this, um, also directed the new Suicide Squad. And so it looks like we get uh, Fula Borg, who was Javelin in uh, Suicide Squad. He's the bartender that Mantis asks if he knows where Kevin Bacon lives. And Suicide Squad cast members Margot Robbie and John Cena appear on the star map. So that's what it was. It was just a nod to the fact that he also did Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From here, once, once they get into Kevin's house and are trying to abduct him, Mantis gets scary. (laughs) <laughs> she's like jumping looks like wall crawling off the walls and pillars all the while holding this giant candy cane yes. and like laughing maniacally as they chase <laughs> Kevin through his house um, it's sort of terrifying but then once they finally catch him she mind tricks him to go with them they go back they get on the spaceship the whole time I can never really tell if he's mind tricked, like he, it feels like he goes in and out of being mind tricked and not being mind tricked because then when they're like, pretend like act like you're a hero Mm -hmm. and then they tell him, no, use your normal voice. And like, I don't know that whole time I was like, so wait, did her powers not work on him? And he's just doing it to be fun. Like, I don't know. They worked enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they got it. He was doing he was doing what he had to do to keep everyone happy because he was happy. He was in a good mood and trying to trying to accommodate everyone. Also, I don't want us to get too far away from the fact that Drax got obsessed with a little elf that he found in Kevin Bacon's yard and was willing to abandon the mission in order to keep his elf. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. The little man. <laughs> the little man, yeah. Yeah, the little uh, man. And and unfortunately he doesn't he doesn't get to take the little man with him. Hmm. Um, but he's upset because Mantis was going to get to keep her candy cane. But then once <laughs> they flip the cop car, she leaves her candy cane with the cops in the upside down cop car as, as a consolation. The and then, yeah. And then says, <laughs> now we're even. <laughs> so uh, once they get back, um, well, I guess technically on the way back, they learn Kevin is an actor. He didn't actually do all these things that Peter said he did. Um, but I thought it was funny that they explain to him, or I guess it's a little bit later. Craglin explains to him that while he danced and saved a town, Peter danced and literally saved the whole galaxy, which I thought was funny because there's the little dance off the end of guardians the first guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. and uh so that was just like a fun little nod to that yeah but that part also did make me mad because i was like are we forgetting whenever peter had an um, peter had an emotional outburst that condemned half of the <laughs> universe i mean well, like you know he 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 did his best after that to yeah, yeah fix it yeah, but yeah. but it is 
his fault. So true. I think we should. I think we should be a little stingy with praise here. <laughs> but he danced to save the galaxy. He where he, he, did. he exploded and and lost half the universe. <sighs> potato, potato. Um, <laughs> once they finally get back uh, to nowhere, they, I guess, shove Kevin in a box and present him to Peter. Uh, and quietly, quickly decorate the entire head yes, in Christmas yes, stuff. Yes, which is a fun scene when the music's playing and Peter's looking around and they turn on the snowblower, which I also thought was funny because Nebula is really strong and it looks like she has to put a lot of force into that lever. So I can't imagine that that lever is a smart idea because what normal person would be able to move that lever? Beats me. <laughs> But they get snow, they got lights, they got music. Then Chris, then Peter gets a Christmas present and he opens it up. Well, he walks towards it and it starts to shake. <laughs> uh, and then he hears Kevin Bacon and he's like, what did you do? Um, he sees what they did. He immediately says to undo it and to take him back. Naturally, once Kevin realizes what's going on, he freaks out a little bit. Uh, once Craglin explains to him the situation, he decides he's going to stick around. He's going to help help some friends learn about Christmas, as he says to his wife. And then proceeds to put on our second musical act of the, uh, or I guess our, our one of two <laughs> musical acts of this special presentation, which I did not know Kevin Bacon sang. After after that uh, came in came on like during the the special, I I vaguely remembered hearing that he's he has like a band and is really into music and all that sort of stuff. But I I'm, I had never heard him sing before, yeah. and I was like, "Well, look at him go!" Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it it was it was a fun number and a really fun sequence. Yeah, we get um a gift exchange with all the guardians, which gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Highlights are Nebula gives Rocket Bucky's arm. <laughs> interesting. I laugh so hard. Yes, interesting. <laughs> I want to know the story here. Um, Did Bucky wake up and be like, what the? <laughs> yes. Like, is this going to come back when we get Bucky again? Is he going to uh, be like, I, my arm disappeared one night? I was so hoping for like a mid credit scene that was Bucky just being like, what? Where is my arm? <laughs> uh, and then Groot gets everybody little wooden figurines that he has crafted of the story that we just watched, basically. Uh, except for Craglin's, which is Craglin sitting. So Craglin is sitting down on like what looks to be like a barrel looking at the gift. And the gift is a wooden version of Craglin sitting on the barrel looking at the gift of Craglin sitting on the barrel looking at the gift of Craglin sitting on the barrel looking at the gift. So, funny. <laughs> Creative Groots. I wonder, did he make those or did he grow those? I don't really know how that works. Um, and then Mantis gets Drax a present and when he opens it, it's the little guy... A little elf guy from Kevin's lawn and Drax is ecstatic. <laughs> so all around happy, happy ending for everyone. Um, 
and that's kind of where it leaves us. Um, Kevin is set with Craglin to go back home. Then they explain to Peter why they did it. Peter says that's not the full story. And then we go back to the animated version where we see that Yandu finds the trash can full of all of the Christmas decorations. He made them throw away. He finds his gift. He opens it up and it's the little green bobblehead thing that he has. Um, And he likes it so much that he gives Peter a gift. And when Peter opens his gift, it's his like iconic blaster gun thingies, which are all over the place across Marvel <laughs> lore. Um, in some versions, they are like these elemental guns that like adhere to Peter and Peter alone. In other things, they're just blasters that Peter has, which seem to be kind of where the MCU is taking them. They're just normal laser guns that Peter has. Um, but this is their origin. Uh, and then it ends. Um, well, Mantis does tell Peter that they're brother and sister. Yes, that happens. And Peter says it's the best Christmas gift. Oh, a touching moment. <laughs> Very sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that Peter wouldn't have put that together sooner. He also asks, "Does that make us brother and sister?" And it's like, "Come on, man." <laughs> well, I know I've said this about other characters before, but it's not exactly that Peter's dumb. But he has big time dumb guy energy. Yeah, he's not smart. That's for sure. I would say, you know, the things that were really highlight here is like the two big moments um, both happen between Peter and Mantis as well as with Rocket and Nebula. Um, So one being with Peter and Mantis is that they're actually brother and sister. Mantis finally reveals that Ego is her dad and that really kind of gives that great uh, perfect gift meaning at the end. But in the back of my mind, I'm wondering of what effect is this going to have going into this final Guardians film? Um, Is something going to happen there between them? Because Peter's always, he's already lost someone very important to him that he's trying to get back. And just adding in a family member, I mean, that, that... could bring a lot of additional heartache um and switching over to rocket um and nebula uh he's gifted uh basically bucky's arm (laughs) which is a throwback to end game because he kind of always has that reference of like i'm gonna get your arm or i'm gonna get that and it makes me wonder a like how did uh, Nebula get Bucky's arm uh, I'm sure we'll get some context there and a lot of it just could be it's an older arm and it was kind of thrown away or whatever um, something could be going on with Bucky uh, but I think there's some deeper meaning here because we do already know that the final Guardians film is supposed to be around uh, Rocket's origin story and it's supposed to be a very sad uh, a film so I don't know like this one's just kind of setting up like it's it's weird because you want to be so happy being this this is a Christmas special but it also sets up so much of what heartache we're about to kind of uh, see within this final Guardians film 
Uh, some also other highlights is uh, we get this new version of Groot, which is really great. It makes me curious to see what version we'll get in this upcoming film. Groot's definitely stockier. He's bigger. But he's kind of past that teenage kind of fighting against everyone's phase, but he's also still like a kid. So it's fun to see that energy. Um, it's also, if you look at the intro uh, Marvel credit, you should be seeing Siri as Black Panther, as well as one of the final moments, which is really cool. But overall, um, fun episode. There is an extra credit, which kind of leads to potential future specials. So it makes me wonder, you know, how much of the Guardians are we going to see once the final film is over? Uh, will we see them again just in these specials? Will we see them again in Secret Wars or something else? Um, don't know. We do get a post-credit scene, which is listed as a mid-credit scene, but realistically it happens after the credits, so I would consider mm-hmm. it a post-credit scene, other than like the foreign subtitle credits. Um, but we get Groot who is standing up holding his arms out while Rocket and Cosmo decorate him like a Christmas tree. Uh, He gets tired and puts his arms down and all the decorations fall off. And Rocket says, great, now we're going to have to do another Christmas special because Groot ruined Christmas. Uh, So I don't know if that means we can expect another one of these next year. Um, I wouldn't be sad about it. Yeah, no, I I think that this is a great tradition, and now that they've started it, they can't stop. So, <laughs> how Groot ruined Christmas? <laughs> Coming Christmas twenty twenty three. I could see it like a like a Grinch style. <sighs> um, yes. Yeah, but with Groot as the Grinch character, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cosmo and Rocket. It's just all the cute ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. So we'll we'll look for that Christmas of 2024 probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was the special presentation, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I think all in all, a success. If you are looking for something fun to watch uh, by yourself or with your family or both, um, this is it. This is what you should watch. It's right up there with like new holiday movie traditions. Uh, And it's relatively short. I think it's like 25 or 30 minutes. It's not very long. I think with the credits and everything, it was 40. So it's probably about a half an hour of actual content. Mm. All in all, happy with this. Uh, I don't really know where you'd throw this as part of phase four or just kind of this in between type thing. Um, either way, uh, we're about to get into phase five and I know we can't wait to talk about our final thoughts on phase four with some rankings and getting into phase five next year. So I hope you all had an exciting holiday and, uh, are looking forward to new content as it comes out. Uh, so I guess keep your eyes and ears peeled and open Uh, as we move forward with new Marvel content uh, for us to talk about. So I can't remember when the next one starts. Hopefully next week. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, 
But follow us on social media and we'll keep you updated with new episodes. All the info that you need. Exactly. So uh, I guess for our our question would be if Nebula got you a gift, what would you hope that Nebula got you? Let us know. Uh, let us know. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just thought the rest of Bucky. <laughs> That's very solid. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 